Round one, fight. Heroes never die. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite store on the Citadel. <laughs> I used to be an adventurer like you. Then I took an arrow in the knee. Power, sex, sex, power. They both come down to one thing. Hungry Gamers. Hello, 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 and welcome, boys and girls, to the 269th nice episode of the Hungry Gamers Podcast. We are powered by 8bit.net and those sexy legends over at Audio Technica. I'm your extremely humble host, Brendan White. You can find me just about everywhere at Brendan 8Bit. And joining me today, my podcast writer, Di, you can find her on them socials at Miss Ally Hart. Miss Ally Hart, it's 2022. How the bloody hell are you? I'm feeling nice. Me too. I'm feeling very nice. We had a had a nice extended break. We had a mm. you know, a, a month sabbatical, rested, reset, all those cliches. New year, oh, new yeah. us, maybe. New I don't know. <laughs> I feel pretty pretty 2021 from a from a physical perspective. But uh, yeah, we're yeah. back. We're back in the saddle. We're recording midweek just to get some spicy content out to you because we've been. Uh, hanging out, enjoying our holiday time, but there's just been so many nice things happening. We thought, shit, we got to get back in the saddle early. So here we are talking things that are all nice themed because it is the 269th episode of The Hungry Gamers. Boy, howdy. Mm. What a time. Isn't it rough that like when the year clocks over, you don't necessarily feel the difference. Like you really always hope that the second that you hit the next year, you're like, boom here it is but it mm-hmm. just kind of just mulled over just yeah. rolled over and we're just <laughs> chugging along <laughs> yeah it's one thing like the father time has uh certainly slapped me around the last uh, maybe just the last like week or so to be honest i've just realized yeah. my right knee is like clicking like mad especially like when mm-hmm. i'm going up and down the steps in my place I'll take a step and it sounds like my knee, like my leg has trodden on like a, a bunch of twigs and it's like snap every time. It doesn't hurt, but I'm like, hmm, maybe I need to keep an eye on this. My knee's done that for a long time now. I blame ballet for that one. Um, but talking about getting old, I got like my second gray hair. Hey, welcome to the party. Yeah, yeah. There's a little little baby hair at the front and it was like, hey, what's up? And I'm like, cool. Hmm. That's Probably fine. Gonna- <laughs> you're dignified. That, that's what I tell you. You're more yeah. wise. You're more uh, classy. <laughs> two. two strands once. <laughs> <laughs> twice, twice as wise now. Twice as dignified. Twice oh, as fancy. Lordy. You can be the uh, the female Maxwell Sheffield. You know, everyone had a bit of a cross <laughs> on now. Uh, <laughs> she she's still a bit of a smokehouse. The old friend Tricia. She is. She is. She looks still looks good. Age ages like fine wine. She does. Do you think? We're ever going to get a bit of a nanny reboot? They have to. They've done a Friends reboot. Yeah. Like, I reckon we... I reckon... Like, they've done a reunion way, way, way back, but I don't see why not. Everyone's going to look rough. Like, even the kids are going to look rough. Yeah, that's true. I I don't want to sound, like, rude or disrespectful, but is Niall still alive? Like, I don't mean that in a bad way, but, like... No, I get why you would ask. I'm not... To be honest, I'm not too sure. I don't know. CC, What's Cece up to these days? Not acting, I don't think. Maybe, maybe she, maybe she's appeared and stuff. But it is kind of sad that these people were like mainstream TV staples, and and then they just kind of fade out. Wasn't the wasn't the little girl in Californication? Yeah, she was oh. getting she was getting all kinds of kinky and crazy with David Duchovny, and that was probably like 
what, 20 plus year gap between those two in that show at the very least, like an implied and so. otherwise? I think so. I remember I remember a lot of people bringing it up, like saying like, oh, the little girl from Nanny is getting absolutely railed. Yeah, it was, um, it was a thing. She was a, she was a feisty little little uh, sex kitten in that in that show but also david decoffney was just doing all kinds of things all the time like uh apparently like it's wasn't too far from like how his actual life was like isn't he like really? a, like an actual sex addict and whatever else and no some, idea. i don't know i don't, I don't know. know i never i never watched um x files yep so i've never really had too much of an attachment to that guy um and obviously didn't watch californication either um, no, Californication? Was that what yeah, it's called? That's yeah. the one. That's where he's the writer. Yeah, I was going to start singing some Chili Peppers. Great, um, great track and album. Pretty good album. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I never watched that stuff. Yeah. wonder what the listeners are thinking. Were they big Californication fans? Are they big David Duchovny fans? I don't know what David Duchovny's up to these days. Like, <laughs> done a couple <laughs> little cameos here or there. Maybe just having so sex. The theme of this knows. podcast is like wondering how people are doing. <laughs> Where are they now? Coming soon to the 8-Bit Podcast Network. But anyway, we thought we might start things off here. We're not going to be tackling a ton of news. We've only got two primary headlines that we're going to be tackling. But uh, yeah, we wanted to have episode 269 with a nice theme. So mm. we'll start things off with what have we been doing over this holiday break that's been nice. So, Miss Hart, do you want to do you want to lead us off? Tell us about your uh, month away, what you've been playing, what you've been doing, all those things. Oh, I got really comfortable on Game Pass. Um, decided just to kind of use that avenue to um, just try new games. I tried a bunch of indie games. Um, Gorogoa is one. I know you looked at that and said, "What the hell is she on about?" Mm-hmm. It's a really nice uh, like puzzle game kind of little like puzzle adventure where it tells you a story and you kind of have to click through and you know link things up together to progress the story and it was really nice it was actually pretty relaxing um overall and very creative um so that one was an indie gem that was on game pass i played hypnospace outlaw this one has been on my steam wish list for a while and when i saw it was on game pass i'm like sweet and that game is wild for anyone that like grew up on the internet um like way back when, like like the early days of the internet, I reckon Hypnospace Outlaw really captures that environment. Um, the general premise is, is that you're kind of like this like chat room security guard that's keeping an eye on things and making sure people aren't being like bad or, you know, spreading viruses. And it just, you go to all these like websites where it reminds you of like angel fire, <laughs> like, you know, like so all those good. like, yeah. And then they even have like a thing where you, you, you have your, like your desktop and you have like a little desktop pet. And then you have like a, like a, was it, what was it? Winamp? Remember the little Winamp, audio yeah, player? Yeah. And yeah, you yeah. can change what it looks like. And, uh, it, it's just a really fun, like, little time capsule of anyone that was, like, on the PC, on the internet, like, way back when. Did it play... So, so you played that on Game Pass. Was that... Did you play that with, like, a, a keyboard mouse, like, through Game Pass yeah, I, PC? Yeah, um, yeah, full disclosure, I, game. this is all Game Pass on PC. Okay, cool. So, um, uh, and then I also played a game called Mind, Mind Scanners. Um, this reminds me of Papers, Please!, but you're more of like a kind of like a digital psychologist where people are suffering from stuff. So you kind of 
you have to evaluate them with technologies and then you have to cure them. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's a lot of political conflict and influence or people that don't want to be cured or people that the, you know, overbearing government are trying to find them out. So, you know, you because you're digging deep into their brain, you find out with like their darker secrets. Maybe they don't want it to come out and maybe it's very personal, but it doesn't agree with like what the, um, how, how the government runs things like it's 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 it's, it actually got pretty dark um pretty quickly um i i did like the direction it went with so i think if you like papers please you might actually like mind scanners um paparazzi just came out recently and i mean come on it's a game where you take photos of dogs of course i was going to play that it's very very cute very very cute how's the longevity on that like i i downloaded it the other day and i'm like how much juice am i going to get out of this squeeze so sadly enough i actually ran into a um like an error with the game where for some reason one of the levels was just completely bright and i couldn't really see anything and then it um froze on me okay. like yeah so it kind of like tarnished my experience but for the, the few hours that led up to that was very fun very cute so i think it's just one of those kind of cute little throwaway games that you want to play just because of you know puppies and they're very cute it's it um, sounds like like the game list you've got rattled off here it sounds like we're We've sort of I've walked into video easy and I've walked into the science fiction section. Like just reading the headlines, it sounds like just a bunch of like eighties, nineties sci-fi movies, and I'm loving it. <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah, I guess that's actually pretty true. Um, and then just to top it off, um, been uh, I'm been on Minecraft again, thanks to NATO and his realm, and you know NATO's got a great bunch of people on that realm as well who are very very helpful, considering they they seem to be playing the game the way it's meant to be played, and I'm just mm-hmm. off building a wonderland <laughs> I'm just doing my own thing in my little corner of the universe um uh, but it's just been really fun and very therapeutic um especially like i've gotten into um critical role um uh, some D stuff like i i've done D, but i've never really watched watched well no i watched harmon quest but i've never watched critical role so i'm like eh, you know i'll give it a try i'm addicted now mm. I, I still haven't dove down that path, but I know the second I do, it's going to grab me. It's intense, but it's totally worth it. They are so amazing, so creative, great, just a great cast of people. And like, I'm caught up on the current thing. They have a animated series coming on Prime, um, so look out for that. Vox Vox Machina. I'm, I always yeah, say it wrong. Vox, Vox Machina. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's like it. next month. Is it in on or Prime? Is it March? It's this week, I think. Twenty eighth. Oh, okay. So if they drop three episode. Vox. I'm no, and I know Benny or anyone else is like yelling at me right now. Please be kind. I am like new, new. I'm only first. I'm only third campaign person right now. So okay. Vox Machina. Machina. Yeah. Vox Machina. Something. Like, I'm. I'm ossifying it, aren't I? Yeah. But um, yeah, so those were all the games that I was playing uh, within that time. So it's actually quite a lot. I'm actually pretty impressed. I actually cycled through quite a few games. I'm very impressed. Uh, from from a game front, outside of like just escapism in in online multiplayer stuff with like Apex Legends and then Halo with with various assortments of crews and uh, squad mates. Mm-hmm. I finally, finally, finally got around to playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. So uh, I've been been putting it off for a good long while. I never finished the original Final Fantasy on PlayStation, you know, decades ago. But uh, yeah. so I went into this with fresh eyes. I clocked this game in the span of like three days. I, I played it so much 
in for three days or so over that Christmas period where it just sucked me in. Obviously, we, we make fun of my, my weebness and, like, there mm-hmm. is a lot of anime tendencies and, and tropes that go into these Final Fantasy games, but, like really 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 enjoyed this game uh purchased the intermission uh dlc or expansion that has uh, a couple of chapters there where you get to control uh yuffie which was also awesome oh. but um aesthetically this game stunning uh getting that sort of ps5 uh graphical bump with, oh, with yeah. the, the ps5 version it just was gorgeous ran smooth as hell the combat was frenetic and chaotic and heart pounding the difficulty level i felt it was unnecessarily spiked in certain parts where there was just uh certain enemies you'd come across that could almost like two shot you no matter what you did so you had to just like hope there was some rng goodness there where you get your spell off in time or manage to roll out you know you know the the standard tropes in in combat but i like that mm-hmm. it's got that real-time combat as opposed to the old turn base for traditional jrpgs uh, you're primarily controlling uh, Cloud. Is Cloud is obviously the, the the main protagonist of this story, but you've got a nice assortment there with with Tifa and Barrett and Aerith and other characters like with Yuffie in the in the DLC. Uh, but it's great. Like the story was cool, and like I was sort of having a bit of a running commentary with with Jono at the same time because he's a big Final Fantasy tragic and the main one that was sort of pushing me Didn't to play this game. Yeah, at least for Seven, like Seven, he adores Seven, knows it intimately. So when I was talking to him, like, because there was parts in the story where I think it uh, almost assumes that you know more of the Final Fantasy lore or maybe parts oh. from Seven. So there was parts where I'm like, who's this person or what's this about? And and then Jono would sort of break it down in the game because because Remake, it's, it's taken like a small slither of the original seven and just sort of uh, stretched it out. Like they've really expanded in certain parts that might've been a 30 minute throwaway in the original and they've blown it out to like multiple hours in, oh, in this. Okay. So, so they're really fleshing out certain parts, but then glossing over others. So there was, yeah, a bit of back and forth. And I'm like, who's this person? Do I need to know this? Like, what's this about? I hate this part. And, uh, you know, hearing that there's a lot of sort of fan servicing as far as moments from the original that they've brought into and expanded on or just given nods to, like, it seems they're really respectful with this remake. Like, obviously, it's just part one. We've got multiple other parts uh, to come probably in the next decade or so with the release cycle of these games. But I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I can see why it was one of the best games when it came out in, I think it was, what, 2019? I think remake dropped originally. Don't quote me, Final Fantasy fans. I think it was around 19, maybe 18. I don't know. Time time flies these days. But I smashed this game, yeah, in the span of three days and then slapped the the expansion on the back of that. And mm-hmm. I'm so hungry for more Final Fantasy VII. Like, it really opens up this universe. And talking to Jono, like, I don't want to go into spoilers for, for the ending, but... It really turns a lot of the stuff that you're used to from this franchise, apparently, and especially with Seven on its head, and it opens it up to go a whole host of new directions. So it's kind of exciting that they're going to maybe be making sort of new Final Fantasy Seven future content that's unrealized from the previous oh, game. So okay, I see what you mean. Okay. Hmm. But it's so good. The, the combat's madness. Uh, I actually preferred playing the, the Yuffie combat more than anything in the main line. Uh, just her and her squad mate you know, synergizing and, and partnering up and just running around being a mad ninja as opposed yeah. to a dude with a giant sword or a, or a gun arm. 
uh, is one thing. But yeah, yeah no. it just it just hit that anime passion and obsession that I've sort of been, uh, you know, nurturing the last six to 12 months. Really great story, really great combat, really great moments. Gorgeous. The soundtrack is is fantastic. Like they take a I lot mean, of those, yeah. a lot of those MIDI songs from from the nineties and and reimagine them for today. And it's just, mm, I'm really really happy. I finally got around to playing it. Did not let me down in any way, shape, or form. And uh, yeah, now I'm just gonna have to patiently wait for maybe half a decade for the the next expansion or next component to drop for Final Fantasy VII Remake. But uh, yeah. yeah, it uh, it hit every note I was looking for, and it was time well spent. I'm just sad I've got no more Final Fantasy VII to play. But uh, what we did also <laughs> then uh, embark on during the what we've been doing that's nice in the holiday break because we've watched a lot of things. So Miss Hart, what else have you been watching? I just want to say that you're not alone in liking that Final Fantasy stuff. Um, I know that the Italian Senate is really enjoying it too. Um, so what I watched was a few little TV series um, within that time. Um, I've been watching this show called Ghosts. Um, apparently it was based off a British uh, like a British show, like they had it that's called Ghosts and now the uh, the Americans are doing it, which I usually kind of poo-poo, but this has been really good. I've just been enjoying it. It's very easy watching and very, like, very quaint. It's very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the whole premise is, is that a bunch of ghosts live, like, are stuck in a house and then the house gets, you know, a, a given to an ancestor and which is a young lady and she's got her husband and they want to turn it into an Airbnb and it's all the shenanigans with the ghosts helping them or maybe hindering them. It's, it's, it's lighthearted. It's very lighthearted. It's very cute. So if you're looking for some easy, easy watching, um, just kind of like maybe some background stuff or something to watch while you're eating or something, um, I recommend ghosts. It looks fun. Uh, the trailers I've seen, it looks really, really enjoyable and wholesome. Yeah, that's it. It's like, you know, don't expect like award-winning content, just something nice. Just something nice to nice to watch. Nice. Um currently still going but watching um the new season of the Righteous Gemstones. I it gets better and better the show. I can't believe they always outdo do themselves, but this I never thought that this kind of premise of like an evangelical family, like church family kind of religious family and the weird shenanigans that kind of go around them would ever be something as entertaining as this show is but it's it's brilliantly done um i just recommend if anyone has hbo access to hbo content to um definitely check out the righteous gemstones i i finally watched the witcher i actually watched Mm -hmm. most of it on new year's um disappointed (gasps) disappointed shot to the heart why so what what disappointed you with season two of the witcher there was like a lot of weird filler in the middle and then by the time stuff started happening, it was over. It did end feel like it ended very abruptly. Like, yeah. uh, you know, we, we get some pretty cool cool sort of nods and, and things that's going to be happening in season three with the yeah. wild hunt and everything else. But, yeah, I, I get there was a bit of filler in the middle. There was a bit yeah. of just time there some, wasting. There were definitely were some great, great moments. But for the most part, there was times where I'm just kind of like, like okay, yeah, all right, cool. What was, so what happened? Um like yeah yeah for the most part yeah like i said it's my total stance like i didn't hate it i didn't i'm not saying oh shittiest tv show ever i just think um i guess kind of kind of how i felt based on season one and then now watching season two yeah i just like i'm like okay cool first episode awesome and then there was like these episodes where i'm like all right okay all right and then stuff started happening and then it was over Mm. i'm like 
Okay, I guess. So you think it was more fine than nice? Yeah, it's fine. It was mm. fine. Um, and then we've also both been watching Peacemaker. Yes. What an amazing show! <laughs> yes, it's so so good. My goodness it. gracious! <laughs> like I can believe it, but then I'm also still shocked. Like. Yeah, it's it's just more James Gunn superhero, supervillain, antihero, whatever you want to classify it as. Just more James Gunn screen insanity, and mm. it's so enjoyable. And the tone Great soundtrack, the, the soundtrack is fucking a belter. It's so Amazing. good. And the intro is one of the greatest intros to a TV show I've ever seen in my really life. Do you really want to taste that? Do, 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 do. The, the coordinated but low uh, energy uh, dance routine from the entire cast. It's so uh, good. So and, good. And anyone that skips the intro when you watch a new episode at whatever frequency is a heathen because you need to enjoy and embrace that every single time. Because, yeah, it's just so deadpan from everybody, but it's the best. I did it once, but that was because I was like blasting it at the gym. So there was like, I I heard this like five times already. Like, (laughs) I can pass it today. But it's so great. Like, obviously, direct continuation from the Suicide Squad movie, Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. following John Cena as Peacemaker, who is just so committed to this role and he owns it. Like, Peacemaker is, for all intents and purposes, a piece of shit of a human being, right? Like, he's not a good guy, but you can't help but root for him at times or like get behind him. Because, he, you know, it goes into his backstory and why he is the way he is. So you sort of start mm-hmm. to understand why he is such a broken, flawed human being. But it just jumps from comedy to action to science fiction to drama effortlessly, this show. Like, it really just changed, like, dials it up and dials it down uh, scene by scene. And it's just so easy to watch and so fun. Yeah, and uh, this uh, contrast to what I previously said about The Witcher with this show, like I'm like watching from beginning to end, and then the you know then the credits come up at the end. I'm like, no, like I really want to watch more. Um, what a fantastic cast too! Like you always worry, like especially with someone like John Cena, um, like you worry like oh will the supporting cast kind of get outshined because they want peacemaker to be the you know the front and center but everyone everyone in the supporting cast is absolutely amazing they're fantastic actors i love vigilante by the way i've never adored just such a just a character um i don't i'm not gonna spoil anything but just like especially like in the last few episodes just <laughs> seeing his reaction and he's like um how like how he is and why he is and yeah. it's it's adorable it's really goofy and adorable it's so great um, like, but he's a badass too yeah um, the whole toe scene just had me in stitches oh, yes. that's all i'll say but like i was audibly laughing out loud at like often watching this show like it is so well done like james gunn nails the brief every time with these dc adaptations it just and that makes me so sad like like yes james gunn thank you for proving that it can be done and you can consistently do it but then it just makes me sad because it's like how come only one person can do it <laughs> yeah like, it's, it's weird isn't it like you know he's he's no doubt he's a very talented individual but yeah like He's not the only one in the world that could make stuff like this, but he seems to be the only one in the world that's able to make stuff like this at the same time. It's weird. Is it because he did Guardians of the Galaxy and because it was a franchise that was still relatively fresh, um, maybe studio heads 
were kind of okay to let him kind of do his own thing. They're like, yeah, all right, yeah, you can have. And like, I mean, hey, um, Chris um, Pratt, he wasn't. He was from Parks and Rec, right? Like yeah. that was his like last thing, and and you know, Drax, like. Um, he, yeah, Batista ex, was in a couple of ex, things. Yeah, but like still like an ex wrestling star. Like, mm. like I'm still trying to go through the cast in my head, and like there, there weren't. There was a lot of like fringe Hollywood like B listers. Like there wasn't yeah. many. There wasn't a big movie star. But like you know, Michael Rook has been around for decades. In like action, is always an ancillary character. Zoe Saldana was, one, right? yeah, yeah, oh yeah. He's in Walking Dead in the first mm. season. Uh, Reedus's brother. But uh, you know, Zoe Saldana might have been the biggest name on that car oh, outside of Bradley Cooper and Vin Diesel. But you, you As know, they're voices. just voice work anyway. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So that maybe they he he was given free reign they're like yeah sure i mean kind of do whatever you want like you can't do whatever you want but we'll like and then he said look i make magic and now he can do whatever he wants yeah and he does it well like he does it really well obviously things like that uh that zombie apocalypse show you weren't a big fan of on netflix the movie sorry you know where they did the was zombie heist in las vegas he did that well i Take it back then, because apparently he doesn't. He, you know, <laughs> I take back everything I said then. <laughs> he d- he does make good stuff though, like especially in this superhero realm. Uh, he nails it. He knows the brief. I'd be very happy if he just <laughs> continues to make movies and TV shows. And the good thing he he hasn't, I guess, really blacklisted Marvel or DC. <laughs> like he's operating on both sides of the fence. <laughs> I love I'm that you just hate that him now. That has completely undone everything that I've said. Really? Yes. Yes. No, I'm sorry. Like, he doesn't have a clear record now. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Army of the Dead, wasn't it? That's what it was called. Uh, uh, Army of fucking killing two hours of my life. Apologies. Apologies. I completely balls that up. It was Zack Snyder that did that. I knew it was tied into <sighs> someone that did something good in the, the superhero realm with the, the Schneider cut. And then he went back and did Army of the Dead. James got, he just like he he probably felt a cold little stab in his shoulder right now, <laughs> and now it's all nice and warm. He's back in my favor. Yeah, apologies. When I said <laughs> it, I'm like, I knew it was one of them, but I, I think I might have hitched it. my wagon like, to the wrong I'm horse. Sorry, like how do you do that and then just make whatever the fuck that was? But yeah, Peacemaker's great. Um, I, uh, a lot of people are watching it. If you've been on the fence to watch it, um, it's great. It's not for kids. No at way. All. No way. Yeah, seeing seeing such a muscly man have some very aggressive sex scenes, like he is so big and muscly. My goodness, the veins in his arms yes. are thicker than some people's arms. Yes, yeah. The the the, the veins in his arms. Um, they they were pretty prominent in that scene. I'm like, hmm. It's a bit boring when people's veins are poking out like that. He's starting to look like Bane. Like the body of him is like Bane. Chuck a chuck a venom pack on his backpack or something. Oh, Bane's bigger. I know, but you know what I mean. Like just that physical, like Bane's yeah bigger in height wise. But he just looks as like far a superhero. The... Like he does look like a superhero. So. Yeah, yeah. He's he's chiseled out of granite, but uh, <laughs> he commits to it. Like going from John Cena, the wrestler, and Thug Life, and all that nonsense to to these types of roles and he's got such great comedic timing he's uh, he he's a treat to watch he, and he's really good at that whole kind of like deadpan kind of delivery of really stupid lines um he does it pretty well I some, look for some, Bluetooth, some of the actually. things he says my god especially in the end credit stingers sometimes when they chuck a little bit of bit of wording or a little little exchange the duck in thing. there 
the, the duck, duck thing, thing was yeah, so good. Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> but um, I've I've also been watching some other stuff. Uh, in in the superhero realm, I finally watched the Eternals the other day. Ooh. It was not nice. Wow. It was close to fine, but like it was pretty to watch. But nothing really happened. Like it was just a movie. It was just a lot of character set pieces, no real story that was worth caring about, no real characters that were worth caring about. Um, Angelina Jolie at 50-odd being Thena, the, you know, Eternals goddess of war. She's great. You know, she owns it and all this type of stuff. But outside of that, it's just a movie. Like, it's fine. The movie was a movie? Yeah. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Like... Outside of the the end credits stinger, which oh. got me excited, or the two end credit stingers. Oh shit! I watched Spider Man. Did I? Was that you didn't the, say you watched Spider Man? Did I say that last year? I didn't think I had. I don't know if you'd watched it at the time. I don't know. No. Sorry, I What'd thought I'd just throw that in there. I did eventually watch it. It was amazing. Everyone's right. Yes. You know, carry yes. on. Yeah, it's it's one of the best pieces of cinema I've seen. But yeah, Eternals. I watched it on Disney Plus. I'm happy I didn't buy the movie or pay for a, pay for a cinema ticket. So that's a good way to classify it. Like, very pretty. Mm. Uh, the actors were great and they were committed, but I just didn't find myself giving a shit. The whole, whole time through the movie, I'm like, okay, what's happening? Oh, this has happened. And because it's a long run, it's two and a half hours, this it's movie. It's, it's a long sit down. But yeah. Every movie is these days. I can't yeah. stand it. Yeah, they see the the Batman's three hours. They're saying two hours and fifty five minutes. I'm like, fuck, are you kidding me? Don't get me started. Don't get started. The stuff that I've been seeing about this Batman movie, I just don't. I'm just, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shifting shifting tone completely to the small screen. Um, I binged all four seasons of Yellowstone over the the holiday I period. Saw that. I like you. Like I'm hooked on Yellowstone. I'm like, what the hell happened? Like, how do you go from animated this? I'm all yeah. I my my taste buds are, are whack, but this was awesome. Obviously, the the best way to classify this show is picture the same stakes and the same drama as something like Sons of Anarchy. You know, you've got this powerful family that do things illegally or legally to get things done so it's it's following the the dutton family so they're a very rich family in montana they own massive amounts of land they do farming so they're like the big figureheads of this area but there's some unsavory practices that get done so it's got Mm -hmm. that sense of drama where you never know what's going to happen you never know who's going to potentially get killed off what the stakes are and they just keep you know as as is any good uh modern day drama slash crime based show the stakes just keep getting higher and higher and higher and it feels like it's like a house of cards like this is all going to come down what's going to happen and so just seeing this all play out really good television like four seasons the cast is great kevin costner is the figurehead of this family john dutton he owns it as that character but everyone in this in this show phenomenal love it Really, really good drama. And yeah, I, I couldn't stop watching this. Like I, I smashed out all four seasons within the span of, I think, a week. I think I finished the everything that was available on this show. Yeah. Really good though. Really recommended. And the mm. other show I started watching just last week is Succession Finally. It's which good? Is, it's really good. It's really like everyone good. talks about it like really highly, and I'm like, oh, maybe this is the one that I watch. Yeah, it's, it's really good. Like if you like that sort of... Big business drama, uh, I mean, like I it's. Don't. 
it's, it's about like the the roy family who are i guess the for the local comparison you could say they're like the murdochs you know they own uh-huh. most of media they own television newspapers all that kind of stuff but on the back end obviously you get a lot of the dodgy dealings as far uh-huh. as how the power is maintained look looking at that big corporate america pie and how it gets divided up and going through acquisitions and just the dysfunction that the family is like uh logan roy is the stalwart he's the he's the father and the head of this company who's in his 80s now looking to name his successor and eventually retire so he's got um you know four kids who's gonna step up and become the new head of uh of waystar and all this type of stuff but then because most of them are like you know silver spoon fed kids they're hopeless or drug addicts or very underprepared for these roles so you sort of see that dysfunction coupled with all the big drama and all that sort of corporate greed and arrogance and whatever but it's really slickly written and logan roy is a fucking prick but like he's great in this role like and 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 he tells so many people to fuck off and it just makes me laugh every time he does i've seen that meme everywhere so that's the one thing i know about this show is a lot of times people say fuck off it's so good he he tells everybody to fuck off like even like his kids like they'll be talking Mm. he's like yeah you know shiv fuck off you know and it's just every time it just cracks me up but it's good drama uh there's three seasons out at the moment i am i think at episode six of season three so i'll have this thing finished probably in the next day or two i reckon yeah but there's a fourth season on the way but if you want some good big business crime drama with a media spin on it succession is the way to go or yellowstone they're kind of similar in beats and tones yeah but yeah different locations and completely different stakes yes have you watched yellow jacket yet oh yeah i I completely finished um yeah first season of yellow jackets as well i felt like that was something you would watch um my husband watched like the first episode and it's turning into that thing where i was doing my own thing and he was watching in the background and it caught my attention watch it watch it so it's definitely nice yellow jackets i completely forgot to put that on there so yeah the whole first season is finished now so you could binge that in whatever uh you know timeline you wanted to Great cast, really, really cool concept. Like, um, mm, from what I've seen, yeah. it's it's got a bit of a a lost tone to it, to a degree, as far as plane crash, dealing with the repercussions of that, flashing forward to present day and back twenty odd years to when this plane crash occurred. So it's it's got a bit of that mixed with some sort of supernatural elements, some thriller elements, mm. and some good drama. And the, the cast is phenomenal. The writing's great. Talking, like you mentioned before with Peacemaker with the soundtrack, this is also a show that's got a phenomenal soundtrack because a lot of the flashbacks are set in the 90s. The soundtrack that they've got pumping through this show around those 90s period pieces is so good. It's really, really, really recommend. It's one of my favourite new shows. It's got a lot of... um uh in the female cast like the older the the flash forward i guess or the present i don't know what it is i only saw one episode um but a lot of um classic girls that we kind of like grew up with seeing in cinema in i guess maybe the 90s is probably the best point with um christina ricci julian lewis yeah and i'm trying to think of the one that like i saw and i'm like oh yeah i remember her i didn't like haven't seen her in things forever but yeah it's 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 a great cast with um in that sense so and i saw that it looked like you know like a classic kind of like horror vibe like slasher kind of um 
almost like a the camp kind of vibe as well. So yeah, but yeah, it's got I, some I, got some good horror thrillery vibes to it, and it's it's, it's on my radar. really well done. And and the the cast going back when they flash back to sort of when they were teenagers, the, the cast yeah. they've got assembled there really great. And then obviously the the adult counterparts also just as good. So yeah, Yellow Jackets is certainly on the nice list nice. for me. Thanks for reminding me about that because yeah, it's really freaking good. I was genuinely shocked. That's all Yellowstone. I'm like, wait, yellow. <laughs> yellow jackets but you'll have to get on our uh, paramount plus for yellow jackets i had to sign up to yet another subscription service to watch that oh that's what ghosts is on i think okay well, there you go I maybe i can i can pivot and watch that easily then because i'm already oh, paying yeah. for this damn thing yeah all right so quick bit of housekeeping first bit of news uh, at time of recording right now if uh, you wanted to pause this episode or finish it in its entirety uh, and then uh, jump onto spotify or whatever podcast player you are consuming The Hungry Gamers on, search for Bytecast. That's B-I-T-E-C-A-S-T, all one word. It's our brand new food-centric podcast. It is out now in the wild, available to consume whenever you are ready for some food-based podcast shenanigans. There is uh, a half a dozen or so episodes already on the RSS feed, so loaded you up with plenty of content to see yourselves through for the next couple of weeks. And it's a mixture of, you know, one-on-one discussions with people from from our space talking various food topics there's a mixture of you know food challenges you'll be able to listen to Jono and myself tackling the uh savage gummy bear challenge which is uh oh, the world's pitch. hottest yeah. gummy bears uh not a good time full spoilers but uh yeah so it's going to be a mixture of one-on-ones challenges rapid reviews just all kinds of fun food-based banter that's going to blur not only from the podcast space but also to the video side as well and what we've also done over this little holiday break is uh, we've now set up a page on Fanhouse. So you can download the Fanhouse app or you can go to fanhouse.app forward slash we are 8-bits and uh, yeah, follow us on there. Uh, we're probably going to be migrating any of our sort of paid-based content onto there just because it's an easier way to access the exclusive podcast. We'll also have exclusive sort of video and photo-based content on there, Q&As, and just have a nice sort of place to do direct touch with uh, you know, the nation and, and the members of 8-Bit on there. So yeah, fanhouse.app forward slash we are 8-Bit or just uh, yeah, download that Fanhouse app and search 8-Bit or we are 8-Bit through the through the parameters there. You can uh, yeah follow us on there, whether you want to follow us on there for free. We're going to be dropping free content on there, but there's also going to be sort of a, a monthly sub-based uh, offering on there to get you access to the content you've seen on like Ko-fi and Patreon and things like that over the last few years as well. So check that out but uh we thought we would now pivot into uh what's been happening in the news that's nice so let's grab this this week's news headlines and we've got two pieces of news that we think uh you know debatably nice, nice. uh one is a big big boy that we're going to follow up on but this first one i think is also just as big and uh we've got some words here from wesley yinpool over at Eurogamer. And uh, Respawn is making three new Star Wars games EA EA has announced uh, in the last 24 hours, maybe 12 hours, in the last little while. It's hot off the press. Uh, One is the expected follow-up to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order with game director Stig Asmussen at the helm. Another team at Respawn is working on a Star Wars first-person shooter with former LucasArts VP of Development and executive producer of the original Star Wars Battlefront games, Peter Hirschman, installed as the game director for that one. Hirschman and the team at Respawn have just begun work on this game, EA has said. VentureBeach Jeff Grubb has also clarified that this game will be made by the Medal of Honor VR team, though won't be in VR itself. 
thank you because yeah you'd sort of lose a bit of quality if it sort of tried mm. to straddle both lines there and finally Respawn is working on a Star Wars strategy game via a publishing collab with Bit Reactor. The recently founded Maryland-based studio made up of veterans of XCOM and Civilization developer Firaxis Games. Vince Zampella, group GM and founder of Respawn, will oversee all of these products, EA have said. And a quote from Hirschman reads, Working with Lucasfilm Games on a new FPS in the Star Wars galaxy is a dream come true for me, as this is a story I have always wanted to tell. No release windows or platforms were mentioned for either of the games. In its note to EA, uh, in its note to the press earlier today, EA made no mention of DICE, developer of the recent Star Wars Battlefront games, nor Star Wars Squadron developer EA Motive, which is making the Dead Space remake. So uh, it seems like Star Wars have pushed all their chips over to Respawn and said... Valid. <laughs> Go nuts. Make us all the games. We've got three on the way. Uh, Follow-up to Jedi Fallen Order. Awesome. Loved Jedi Fallen Order. And then uh, a first-person shooter and then a uh, strat game. So, Miss Hart, more Star Wars on the way. Yes. So, they're talking about a Star Wars strategy game and they've mentioned people that kind of have worked on, um, I guess, Civ XCOM, not so much for me. Anyway, I, I just really, really hope we're getting Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds back. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that game so much and like it's so hard to find and like barely anyone played it <laughs> so every time I people talk about their favorite Star Wars games and I hit them with a galactic battlegrounds everyone's like what the fuck they're like I beg your pardon you're a galactic what I hope it's that um I really do hope it's that but I feel like maybe they'll probably go down an X XCOM route probably um uh, but uh, the first person shooter one I wonder int about interesting yeah mm. and then the, like the team at Respawn as well like they've um, kind of sat themselves as um, being able to provide um, first person shooter content and do it very well um, yeah. especially Apex yeah exactly um, I saw a guy I've already seen a little meme where it's like um, respawn and they're sitting at a barbecue cooking up star wars stuff and it has the little dog on the side and it's got titanfall written on it. <laughs> it's like well we're not getting a titanfall game anytime soon if they're going to be working on this um but I, it's exciting stuff uh respawn's a good studio um i personally have enjoyed a lot of stuff that they've brought out uh and i can't wait to see more content of uh, or more information on what they're actually developing and where in the star wars universes um they'll be linked Linking up to um, hopefully more uh, more canon stuff, but it just let's stay as far away from the Skywalker family as possible. I, I got a I got a strong feeling just with the the hype and the momentum and the big media machine and just Disney or Star Wars in general. This FPS would probably go like a bounty hunter esque route, whether that be about the Mando, whether that be about Boba, whether it be about I don't know, some type of bounty hunter or, or anti-hero. It would mm. lend itself to that style of gameplay where if you were playing as a, as a bounty hunter and off the back, obviously, we've got Book of Boba doing the rounds on Disney Plus at the moment. We've got uh, Season 3 of Mandalorian on the way. Um, it wouldn't surprise me at all if, if that's the story they want to tell. We've, we haven't had um, a, a Star Wars bounty hunter-esque game in a long time. Obviously, 1313 was the last proposed one that got shelved many, many years ago. So maybe, maybe we see Respawn go down that route. But I'm with you. Like, 
let's get out of the Star Walker universe and all the characters that are potentially attached to them and, and let's do a big time, time jump backwards or forwards and, and do something completely new and complete and build out this world in more detail. But I feel they're probably just doing the low-hanging fruit and sticking to, to the, the, money, the characters yeah. they know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, actually, that's not true. I was going to say Fallen Order, you know, was able to move itself far away, which it kind of did, but it still kind of really did still attach itself to the timeline in a way. I don't know. I don't know what I want out of it. I'm just always scared um, when it comes to, like, Star Wars content and exactly how they how they go about these sort of things because uh, things t- sometimes don't go well yeah yeah but we'll see but yeah three new games on the way and yeah it's interesting that that dice and such uh have been pushed aside uh they've just yeah probably just said to them you know work work on your battlefields you know you go over there and you do your battlefields try and make this new battlefield game actually good <laughs> you know <laughs> good luck participation award all right the uh the other bit of news here this has been circulating now for a little over a week so we're not going to deep dive and go through the 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 play-by-play in a big, massive, convoluted sort of novella. But uh, the headline reads, Microsoft to buy Activision Blizzard King for $69 billion. Nice. Nice. Well, it's actually 68.7, but to be on brand here and tie into the nice, what's what's a cheeky $300 on top? You know, that that balances out. Chump change. So, holy guacamole, this is the biggest gaming news potentially, or maybe not, Ever, but as far as today goes, 2022, this is the biggest gaming news I think of all time as far as uh, the power play that Microsoft have done. Yeah, started the year with the biggest of bangs. Yeah, it it is huge. So I've got sort of uh, the essential facts that we've sort of uh, correlated here and brought together. So uh, yeah, just, just as far as bullet points go. Yeah, so how much is Microsoft spending on the acquisition? Yeah, it's sixty-eight point seven billion US dollars. So it's about ninety-five-ish billion AUD, which is absolutely bonkers. Uh, when will the deal be expected to be done? Uh, they're t- they're saying sometime between July twenty twenty-two and July twenty twenty-three. Obviously, there's Ooh. a lot of things that has to has to get signed off and uh, course, you know restructuring yeah. and all that kind of stuff that goes with big business. You watch Succession, you might be able to understand some of these things a little bit more uh, you mm. know, as far as co- corporate takeovers <laughs> and things like that. Uh, will Activision Blizzard games come to Game Pass now? Yes, that is part of Microsoft's plan. So things like Overwatch, Diablo, uh, WoW and stuff, I don't know how that's going to weave in yet because that's its <laughs> subscription. Starcraft <laughs> is another one. There's, there's a lot of big IP, obviously, because this is also then going to uh, move other IPs and figureheads like Crash mm. Bandicoot, Tony yes. Hawk, Guitar Hero, all these characters that have been synonymous with PlayStation. PlayStation, yeah. They're now under the Microsoft banner. Like Crash Bandicoot's the big one as far as when you think of these IPs and you think of it being glued to a platform outside of you know the pc titles because it's a given mm. crash bandicoot is like playstation for me and now he yeah. is he's under team green which is pretty bonkers spyro's there too now that's right yeah spyro's there so they own spyro crash banjo kazooie conquer they've got some pretty they got pretty banjo. big yeah under the under the oh. rare acquisitions they oh, got yeah, conquer and banjo oh my god yeah, so uh, they've they've got themselves some uh, some platform figureheads, uh, platform royalty, 
So uh, the next hit point, will Activision Blizzard games be Xbox and PC exclusive now? Uh, so Microsoft is saying it's going to honor existing Sony contracts and won't make Call of Duty exclusive right away. But it's likely that some of Activision Blizzard's future games won't come to PlayStation. There's precedent. After Microsoft bought Bethesda, we learned that Starfield and The Elder Scrolls 6 will be Xbox and PC exclusives. So uh, they've already announced... Um, Blizzard are working on uh, an exclusive new IP that's outside of the the WoW realm and the Overwatch realms and stuff like that. But, you know, if we start to get more single-player-focused stuff, like um, StarCraft titles, you know, if they go back to another... Maybe maybe they go back and do another shooter that they did with StarCraft back in the day uh, that got released on console eons ago. So maybe we're going to start seeing... Uh, you know, your sledgehammers and your your Raven and your Infinity Wards, you know, all these all these developers that have been so tied up with Call of Duty year on year. Mm. Maybe Microsoft are now gonna say, you know what, Sledgehammer, you've done great with Call of Duty. What do you want to build next? And give them some freedom and some keys to to go off and and, and you know, you get out of the Call of Duty shadow. Right. Because uh yeah get out of that and um the other hit point here is bobby kotick still the ceo of activision blizzard that is one of the big Mm. talking points around the video game water cooler uh so for now yes he is but uh you know there's there's no confirmation yet about him leaving after the deal is done but it makes sense to me that he's gone they're gonna they're gonna cut that rot out they're going to annoyingly pay him a friggin insane amount of money as yeah. far as this acquisition goes, and, and he's going to then go off and do whatever he pleases after this uh, next 15 to 18-month sales cycle sees through. But he's gone. They've already sort of shown the restructured uh, corporate tree as far as Microsoft and where they fit in, and Phil Spencer sits at the top. And there's a very great, very diverse board uh, with so Good many females, females and yeah. so many people of color. Uh, on that board representing Microsoft and all these studios. And yeah, Bobby Kotick on there, nowhere to be seen. So that is a win for gaming. But overall, Miss Hart, what do you think? This is this is big time. This is huge. This is one of the, the bigger fish eating an equally big fish. And uh, yeah, Microsoft just further putting all their chips in for you know getting studios underneath them because... Um, we looked at this just uh, before recording. In 2017, Xbox and Microsoft had six first-party studios under their banner. Mm. Fast forward now to the start of 2022, they have 35 studios now. Yeah. So what do you think? Overall, is this good or bad? What's what's your temperature check on this big move here? I'm like on a warm because I like I see... I see positives and I see negatives. I I see positives in the sense that everyone that, you know, has been working for Activision Blizzard and kind of went through the shit, I I really hope this this is not a definite, but I really hope that 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 this acquisition will move them into maybe a more safer um environment maybe. Um and then that maybe they will be able to like move forward uh a little bit more comfortable. They may not. They they Microsoft may still drop the ball and still, you know, um, put the people of Activision Blizzard, like the team, through more stress. Who knows? Who knows? But my brain just tells me if it's at least if it's taken away from one bad person, there's an opportunity for improvement. Might not happen, but whatever. I worry about them owning so much Mm -hmm. um, and like just 
you know, taking more and more pieces of pie in the gaming sphere. Um, I'm happy because that makes Game Pass more tantalizing and makes it adds way more value. Um, but then it also gives them the opportunity to increase the price of Game Pass and justify it because um, the, the scale and scope of AAA and major titles are there and they'll be able to justify that. Um, and so the, the, the cost of Game Pass, we might start seeing ourselves kind of um, stuck and locked in kind of in like that net Netflix space where you're like, maybe I should cancel Netflix. And then you're like, nah, that's fine. And then they increase Netflix and you're like, nah, I'm canceling Netflix. And then you're like, nah, I'll, I'll, I'll just keep it for now. And then they'll just keep doing that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's a lot of variables here that I'm kind of just kind of keeping my eye on. Um, it's, it's hard. It's really, really hard. Like I, I'm not going to lie. I'm excited to have access to all these other games as well, but there just there does there does seem to be something a little bit wrong about one of the major leaders in console and PC gaming owning and having control of so of much. So much, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Like it's it's like as a as an Xbox fan and as a fan of gaming in general, this is exciting to me. Like like I'm completely right there step by step with you as far as the the value that game pass presents itself with now like it was it hasn't been up for debate for a year and a half easy like we've always been harping on about how this is the best value in gaming and now getting all these other studios and all these other ips releasing day one on game pass as part of you know for for now a 15 dollar a month subscription but yeah as with all these new studios and all these new mouths to feed no doubt that subscription fee will will creep up over the next months or years, whatever frequency, because yeah, they're they're in the interest of making money. Mm-hmm. And Game Pass, you're like they've got 25 million subscribers at the moment, which translates roughly to about half a billion dollars they're generating monthly. So they're making six billion dollars a year off Game Pass alone. Uh, you know that's that's no small fee, but a company as big as Microsoft and Xbox, no doubt the running costs for that business as a whole with all these studios would be astronomical. So even though six billion sounds like a lot off Game Pass, I wonder how much of that, like what does that translate to from a profit standpoint? Like, uh, you know, what are they actually taking home after costs that they can then reinvest into acquisitions like this? But it's the biggest gaming acquisition of all time as it currently stands. As far as sort of uh, pop culture based acquisitions it's sitting at number three at the moment so disney buying 21st century fox in 2019 that was 71.3 billion and then the biggest still to date is at&t buying warner uh buys time warner in 2018 for 85.4 billion so it's still huge and like um there was a statistic i saw earlier where if you were to combine um i think it was like the six largest gaming acquisitions of all time this would still be higher than those six combined so you can see microsoft and and xbox are getting very very serious as far as what they want to do and and where they want to uh you know focus and that is that game pass route where they just want to get as many eyes and hands on the product as possible and having it accessible at sub 20 dollars a month where you're getting Hundreds of titles, day one releases, triple A's, indies, the whole gamut there. It's it's value that no one can debate. But yeah, it's I hope that it doesn't become like washed out. Like, you know, you, you talked about all those awesome indies you were playing over the Christmas break on yeah. Game Pass. 
you don't want to see them get kicked further down the pecking order where you it's jump true. onto the Game Pass app and it's just all splashed as COD and Activision, all these games, and the indie's just in the little corner dimly lit. Like, you want to still look at both ends of the spectrum here. Do you reckon they'll change Game Pass to levels? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Like, well, they've, like obviously, they've got Game Pass and then Game Pass Ultimate, which is the yeah, PC but... and the Xbox offering. But, yeah, maybe they do tier it out where there's a Game Pass Lite that has some games and yeah, indies. Yeah, and then if and you then... want premium... And you want access to the A, you know, triple A's and stuff like that. You'll have to pay just a little bit more than the the base. Could that it, could be an angle? It's probably a smart way to go about it. It, it probably makes makes them ensure they make more money that way. But yeah, I'm 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 not upset if the price gets bumped a little bit. Like if this goes from fifteen bucks to twenty, like twenty bucks a month is still you know it's still money. Don't get me wrong. You know yeah. it's it's still a cost. But if we're getting then. A couple of exclusive drop every month for 20 bucks you know you're coming out like for say a typical 200 dollars cost a month here in the au to buy two day one release games if you're getting them yeah. for 10 percent of the price sign me up like it's it's phenomenal and i'm more so excited on this big acquisition just to see yeah what those studios that have been so hamstrung under activision and blizzard for so many years if if Xbox and Microsoft just say, hey, you know, what do you guys want to do? What have you guys been working on in the background that you think could be special? Yeah. We're going to give you this platform now to diversify and get out from under making a, a serial release of COD every year. We're going to let you spread your wings a little bit and, and get creative. Like you look at what Guerrilla Games did where they were just, they were known for Killzone year on yeah. year. And then they made Horizon. So let's see what some of these other studios can do and what the next great new IP is. It's going to come out of that. But um, yeah, the one thing we didn't even mention is like obviously the acquisition of King, mm. which is the the people behind Candy Crush. Just the money machine that that game is on itself. Also on the back of that, that's just generating more kashish for Xbox's bananas. Yeah, the other avenue as well I completely forgot um, is the esports route. They now have Overwatch. They have Call of Duty. Um, Hearthstone has like a kind of syndicate of um, esports as well. So um, Star they now Starcraft they, as well. Yeah, they Star got Starcraft. So many. Like, um, but like um, Overwatch, the esports Overwatch um, tournaments and everything like is massive. It is huge. Um, and obviously, based on what happened recently, they kind of went through some issues with losing um, losing out on some people um, to support them. So um, just taking on these new esports. Um, pro prominent game titles would have to be um, an investment as well. So, yeah, this is it's interesting. It's very very interesting. It's, I think it's just, more things are going to unfold as the you know time goes on. Yeah, I, like we're not going to see the full repercussions of this for maybe half a decade, really, True. as far yeah. as how this is going to play out and is it going to be ultimately good or bad for the industry? Like, it's bad that yeah, this does monopolize the industry even more. Like uh -huh. after Xbox buying Bethesda, which was huge, and that swallowed up a lot of studios and a lot of uh, oxygen there as far as independent games or multi-platform games, and now with Activision Blizzard doing like doing the same, it just makes you wonder if we're going to look down this lens in in a decade and there's going to be just the big three like Sony, Nintendo. Xbox and Microsoft and then like you know is Ubi and EA going to be purchased eventually are we going to see all these other studios get gobbled up or is this yeah. is this it for now like is this it or is Sony going to try and return fire and pick up someone like Square or Kojima 
Like Kojima's obviously not on the same level as Activision Blizzard, but I feel they need to return fire in some way. I don't yeah. know what that is. Like they've got phenomenal on games that stand on their own. Yeah. But this is a scale we might not ever see again. Outside of Take Two with Rockstar and GTA, I can't think of a purchase. Like Yubi would cost a, a bomb, I'd imagine. Would Ubi it cost would, yeah. 69 billion? I don't know. Nice. Yeah. But it's crazy. It's just just yeah, just cannibalization of the market, but it feels like Xbox even though they are now in some people's eyes the big evil corporate giant, <laughs> it feels like every part of their messaging coming down the down the funnel from Phil Spencer and everyone else involved, it feels positive, you know? They they're honoring existing agreements. They're still Games like Call of Duty, I think, will still continue to exist on other platforms, but it's just those mm. new IPs that will just be then cherry-picked to stay on Team Green only. And I get it. When you're throwing 69 nice billion around, you want ROI as quick as oh, possible. Of course, yeah. Of course. It's, it's business. It's just business. Yeah. It's just business. But holy guacamole, I remember seeing this news break eight days ago or so and we were sort of having a chatter on in, in one of our Facebook feeds and it's just insane insane yeah. out of it's left wild. field like there was no reporting there was no rumoring of this sort of coming up there was no stuff I like rustling in the bushes no. i saw oh, really? a post. i can't remember who it was i saw a post and it said like posted like so many minutes ago and then directly right after it was xbox's announcement like just a few minutes later so someone cracked it just a little bit earlier than they did but yeah um but you're right it, it, it was just like it was just like bang like and it was first thing in the morning here in the yeah. states so big time big time like it was just the same like what the hell like with the bethesda announcement but this was obviously 10 times the purchase price of buying bethesda oh yeah which is whoo, or <laughs> nine times if you want to do your quick maths but <laughs> holy hell uh yeah we're gonna hear a lot more about this over the coming 12 months as far as the fallout and the, the new strategies and the sooner we hear that bobby kotick is uh you know getting getting sent to pasture the better because once that big black mark and all those subsequent people underneath him that were also shit kickers and mm. pieces of crap and just genuine not good people the second that broom is put through the place the better you know that healing can begin that reset can begin and that new culture can be instilled so uh yeah watch this space but my god microsoft making moves holy moly yeah. holy moly all right, we're going to jump into the back end here of the episode and we thought we'd bookend this episode with what we think that is coming out this year that's going to be nice. So uh, this could be movies, games, TV shows. Oh, I, didn't even, I didn't even think movies. I was just like strictly games. <laughs> this can be strictly games and some TV shows and movies if they're on your mind as well. But uh, yeah, Miss Hart, what do you think is coming out this year that's going to be nice? So looking forward to Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. That is February 22nd. That just, this looks, looks so nice. Everything that they've kind of announced leading up to it has just been amazing. It looks so good. Looking forward to that. Aztec Forgotten Gods is coming out March 10. We've seen this one in the trailer, I think, of the game's Xbox indie showcase, I think it might have been, and it just looks really cool. I uh, love the design, um, and hopefully the soundtrack is as cool as it was in the um, trailer as well. Um, I've written hopefully Scorn. Whatever yeah, happened that, to Scorn? Been radio si excuse me, they've been radio silent about this horror game. Yeah. Unveiled at the original 
Xbox Series X slash S announcement uh-huh. and crickets and it was, ever since. It was meant to be released last year. Like it was scheduled for end of last year and just didn't hear anything. It's apparently meant to come out October this year. So I've got my fingers and toes crossed, but you know, there's, there's the years been and the years previous, like mm-hmm. can't be deafened on anything with the release. With the release. And I said maybe the cyberpunk upgrade. I've been like waiting to replay cyberpunk. And um, the upgrade um, is my reason to replay it. So I'm just hoping that the upgrade does come out. It's within the first half of this year. Is it, is it first half or second? The, I think they I said I can't remember they June, changed it again. Yeah, But it feels like the wind's going to change direction and this thing could get kicked to 2023 very suddenly. Like, yeah. It's, it's bonkers. Like CDPR are a huge outfit these days, but the fact that this is taking them so long to roll out is just mind-blowing to me. Yeah, it's 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 been a roller coaster, but it's, uh, it really does reflect that the, how much the game really shouldn't have come out the way it is. But either way, I still doesn't stop the fact that I really enjoyed the game and I want to play it again. I just I'm just itching to play it. Yeah, I'd I'd love to give it another spin and uh, cruise around Night City. And on the back of that, also, I hope with that um that upgrade, maybe they coincide that release of the upgrade with some DLC. So at least there's a fresh incentive to maybe jump back in yeah, maybe. and give it a spin. Because there was planned DLC for Cyberpunk, but we haven't even heard anything more about that as well because they've just been focused so heavily on quality of life <laughs> patch fixes and things like that. So uh, yeah. so we'll see. Um, chronologically, for myself, obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for a bit of Destiny. I'm going to jump in, play that campaign piece. Mm. Tied me over for probably a week or two and then not touch it until the next campaign piece. I won't see you again. (laughs) But I'm looking forward to that cameo. Obviously, Dying Light 2 comes out at the start of February. I'm intrigued by that. I'm very Mm. interested by that. But the big one as far as uh, upcomings that I think is going to be nice, but this is like nice times 10, is Horizon Forbidden West coming out February 18th. So uh, less than a month away to see what Gorilla and Aloy have been up to with this next... uh, sequel to the uh the the smash hit one of my favorite games of all time mm-hmm. uh a movie that's coming out on march the third the batman the uh, the long three hour hopefully not bore fest because they're not going to try and drag this out and make it like this slow burn drama like if we have to be talking- told why batman is batman again oh my god please don't yeah just skip the backstory bullshit. Focus on the bad guys. Yeah. The Riddler looks, the Riddler, I like the angle that they've gone with the Riddler. He kind of has this jigsaw vibe. I'm like, okay, it's not traditional, but I'm down if that's the yeah. way you're going. Jigsaw-y, Zodiac killer sort of yeah. stuff going on. Yeah. I like that they've lent into sort of this serial killer aspect, but then also I think the movie's only rated like M. It's like PG. A di- yeah, it's like it's it's something stupid. When I saw, yeah, It didn't I saw get the what- R rating in America. No. So even though they say this has got some horror elements, I'm like, how much? How dark are you going? Like they're <laughs> saying it's the darkest one yet. And I'm like, well, with a PG-13 or an M or an MA rating here in the AU, that's not too dark. No. But we'll see. We'll see what old uh, Rob Pattinson's up to in uh, about five, six weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a watch, but the runtime, three hours. I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to cry. Yeah. I, I, I have little faith. I have little faith. We've been, me, as a DC fan, we've been, well, though, you know, lately we've been all right, but, like, we've been burnt a lot, so. Yeah, we, we have indeed. But uh, you know what? Peacemaker gives us hope. 
Really the Suicide does. Squad gives us hope. So let's see what happens with see? the Batman come March the 3rd. Focus on uh, the jumping, jumping forward a good chunk here chronologically, uh, Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, has uh, obviously been in the works for a while. It's coming out September the 2nd. Uh, we got a we got a trailer announcement trailer the other day, and a uh, little little bit of spoiler on that trailer. That was actually shot in real time. That's not CGI. As far as watching them melt and create these rings, that was actually done in a legit forge, and they filmed it. So that's kind of freaking cool. Mm. But there was no showcase of characters. There was no actual like footage cut from the the show itself. So we don't really know what it looks like or how it's going to play out. But I'm excited because I'm a bit of a Lord of the Rings, uh, you know, tragic. So I'm keen for that. Uh, Starfield coming out November the 11th. So the the next new great IP in air quotes from Bethesda, mm-hmm. Xbox and PC exclusive, dropping on Remembrance Day. I'm keen for like Fallout or Elder Scrolls in space. Like, let's fucking go. I'm in. Uh, take my money. Day one. Very excited for that. And um. Sort of jumping on the back of you as far as not sure about the dates with Scorn and uh, that cyberpunk upgrade. Obviously, God of War Ragnarok, heavily rumoured to be out sometime in 2022. But the fact mm. they haven't said anything yet, it makes me wonder. Like, yeah. COVID going to be hitting delays on this? I don't know. And then the other game I want to mention is the Callisto Protocol, which is a horror game that's heavily rumoured to come out this, this year as well. Uh, getting chaired by the creator of Dead Space. Uh, it's somehow is attached to PUBG, like it's attached to the greater Player Unknown's universe. Oh. I don't know how the fuck, because this is like atmospheric survival horror. Like the trailer looks terrifying, but it's somehow connected to PUBG. Don't ask me how, don't ask me why, but uh, I'm very interested in that as well as far as things. That could be scary nice. Like could be. Poo your pants nice. But scary, uh, yeah. Plenty of other stuff that's going to be coming out this year. Plenty of other things that's going to be announced in the coming weeks and months to get excited about. Mm. And we could sit here all day and go the play-by-play as far as movies and TV shows and other games that are coming out that could be nice. But we've just cherry-picked a few here because uh, we don't want to be stuck here talking for the next 65 hours, you know. Well, we're just just easing back into that THG swing. Yeah. uh, Yeah. That brings us to the end of episode 269. Mm. Nice. Nice. Miss Hart, anything else you want to say, shout out before we uh, shut down the studio for a uh, another week or so? Yeah, I'm going to correct myself on butchering that poor D&D TV show. It is actually called The Legend of Vox Machina. So, okay. um, yeah, that's the one that I'm going to correct myself. I'm also going to possibly just kind of put it out there. There is a reason why well, I know I didn't bring up Boba Fett TV series. Just going to leave it at that. I don't want to open up a can of worms, but just know that that's I didn't bring it up for a reason. I don't mind it. Some of the episodes have been filler and shit, but Some? a couple of the episodes I've really enjoyed. I think it was episode three that felt like very true to the the, the early films. And I'm, I'm not going to go into specifics, but it was the episode that had Danny Trejo in it. That episode I really enjoyed, but the rest of them have just been... I can't. Fine. I can't say anything. I can't. This will open up a can of worms and I just, just don't have the time. And I, people don't want to hear it either. So that's all I'm going to say and end this episode on. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we, we've, uh, you know, we've been talking nice for so long and we're going to end on a little bit of not so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Give you a little sting at the end. Yeah, but we're back in the swing of things. So we will have a episode 270 of THG. It's going to be dropping on the normal time. So it'll be out on uh, your Monday AU 
US Sunday for the rest of the world. Uh, but that's not going to be next Monday. So this, this episode is going to sort of see you through for the next nine to 10 days, give or take. But uh, the next full release of THG will be out on, yeah, the, the 7th slash 6th of February. Mm. But yeah, in the interim, go check out Bytecast, available now. Half a dozen episodes to consume. Great fun. Great different type of podcast as far as, you know, we, we talk food, we dabble on things we've eaten and done, but now we've just laser focused that in and made its own standalone thing. And it's it's really fun and interesting to get people's food stories. It's cool to sort of see their history and their weird food habits and guilty pleasures and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of cool in that regard. So uh, yeah, in the next wave of releases for Bytecast, we'll be uh, picking Miss Ellie Hart's brain as far as those interesting food habits and uh, guilty pleasures and what have you. But yeah, Bytecast, check that out. Be sure to rate, view, subscribe, Bytecast, as well as The Hunger Gamers and all the other podcasts you listen to on the reg, on those podcast feeds. If you're on Spotify, they've got a new uh, rating system on Spotify now. So if you can give us a cheeky five stars on there, that would be phenomenal. Uh, Takes you no time, costs you no money, means an awful lot to all of us and uh, helps keep those emotional lights on in our hearts. But yeah, that's the end of THE 269. We've got some more announcements coming as far as new content and uh, other new things that you'll be experiencing in 2022 on the way as well. Uh, so keep your eyes and ears peeled to the social feeds at We Are 8-Bit, at Miss Ellie Hart or at Brendan 8-Bit to mm. see what else we've been cooking up in the kitchen. But Miss Hart, that brings us to the end of episode 269. Nice. Nice. Let's get on out of here. Until next time, Happy Nation, stay safe, much love, and stay hungry. You've been listening to The Hungry Gamers, one of many gaming and geek culture-related podcasts from the 8-Bit Collective over on 8bit.net. Check out more episodes on your podcast service of choice. And while you're there, please be sure to rate and subscribe. Until next time, boys and girls, stay hungry. Stay hungry.